back to another episode of the Plug and Pay podcast. I'm Angelique, this is Max, we're from Paysar, and today we're here live in Amsterdam for our global payroll networking event. And we have two very special guests with us here today. Um, would you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you're doing here today? I'm Yishad, Yishad Rahman. Uh, well, I'm very interested in the payroll uh, technology, of course. Uh, currently, we're doing an RFP with a very good client, and we're hoping to implement the base uh, I'm Pierre Tem, uh, a supporter of PESA, uh, we find our solution, uh, and I'm going to present a bit today about how to build a winning business case. Great. So, what I'm doing here, well, I'm here just making sure everybody has fun. Uh, and I'm doing a little talk about Fred. Fred is a global payroll manager that we invented on paper, but he's coming alive again today. And he'll have a little breach, a virtual breach with data privacy, and he will probably need a good business case. So it's great that Pierre will uh, lead the way on how to do a good business case, and then Irshad can help us implement it. And Angelique, what are you getting out of today? Well, I'm here today to create some lovely videos of all these great presentations and this podcast episode. And actually, coming up now is going to be Fred's story. So get ready. For those of you who did enjoy the last event and for those who did, here's a reminder. Fred. Fred is an amazing global payroll manager. He's an Irish national. He loves green. That's why he's always in green. Of course, Spadehauer is also green. Um, he lives with his family and two kids in Amsterdam, lovely Amsterdam, and he's been a global bail manager for uh, 10 years. He now works at a large manufacturing company with around 20,000 employees, 35 countries, and he has a team of eight. And the last time we spoke about a, a paradigm shift in global payroll because uh, our beloved Fred had enough of his status quo, as George also uh, 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 mentions during his talk. He had enough. He said, enough is enough. And I'll use some non-corporate language. I am done with this shit. That's what Fred said. He takes no more manual inputs. He doesn't believe that there's a one-size-fits-all because he's been there. He was stuck just like Rob and he was going to break free. Yes, he still loves Excel, but he might only need it by exception and not like a VLOOKUP match tool for input versus output. Of course, nobody does. Nobody uses Excel in the room, right? You all have great tools. We've been promised AI, RPA, everybody still uses Excel. Anyway, but he has broken free and he is starting to build this business case. But in the meantime, life also still happens for Fred, his personal life, but also his payroll life. So when he reads bedtime stories to his kids, he knows he needs to fire up his laptop again. So when he does, with his little cat next to him, he finds himself being asked a question by Mary. You see Mary who also apparently likes green. She sits over there. Mary is the general manager of the main manufacturing site in Germany, around 6,000 staff out of the 20,000. Mary has a, a question for Fred because Mary can't access her payslip and she needs it to renew her mortgage. So as you know, Everything needs to be done as soon as possible, and preferably yesterday. Mary, in her best German, says, So she's very friendly. She's a very friendly German Mary. And of course, Fred, already very, very tired, 
from reading bedtime stories and being with the family. He loves his family, but he's really tired of his family. He says, I get this question. So he said, sure, sure, I'll do this. And he now thinks, shit, why didn't I implement SSO for my employee portal in Germany because she's lost her username and password. Fortunately, he has admin rights in the employee portal in Germany and he can switch it into English because he doesn't speak German. He did understand when Mary said, give meine Gehaltsabrechnung, which is much more friendly is actually how Mary asked her. So he logs in, he tries to reset the password and he has a 404 message. Anybody ever received a 404 message? <laughs> Wonderful. So this is now around 10 p.m. Again, Fred is very tired. Have I mentioned that Fred is tired? He's very tired. He now gets a 404 message. And yes, anyone in IT here today? You interact with IT a lot. Yes, he has cleared his cache memory. Yes, he has rebooted his machine. It doesn't work. Okay, so he sends a message to Mary who is still on Slack, online, always online, Mary's always online. Says, I will get back to you soon, you'd better. Okay. So what he does is he pulls up the bulk PDF file. Who receives bulk PDF files for payslips for a pay period? Yay, amazing. You need to extract them if you need to send one individual one, right? What tool do you need to extract them? Adobe. Pro. Fortunately, Fred has Adobe Pro, opens up his bulk PDF, his license is expired. He can't extract the page. I know he won't just make a screenshot because you'll know it's not an official document. So he needs to submit a ticket to service now, George. So he fortunately finds the right queue, the right category, the subcategory, the subcategory of the subcategory that then Right, perfect intuitive tool. Some works we don't perhaps, but for the rest it works brilliantly. Um, so he submits this ticket and there is an auto assignment of priority. The lowest priority is assigned to his ticket. And in addition, since it involves a budget, it's rerouted to his manager. This is now 11 p.m. at night on a Monday. Okay, Fred is tired. His manager works in Singapore, for those of you who don't know, it's the middle of the night. So his manager is asleep. And of course, who is still online? Mary. So he sends a message to Mary saying, I'll get it to you tomorrow. Mary says, you'd better. Yeah, yeah, So finally he goes to bed. The next morning, he calls up Peter. Peter is his local German payroll provider. Great guy, very responsive, amazing person. So he says to Peter, Peter, please send me the individual payslip. Yeah, sure, genau, ja sicher, alles gut. So he'll send the payslip later on. Great. So Fred continues working in his inbox. His team is working like hell running payroll, but he finds himself being asked a few questions. I'll just leave this on here to see if you also have been asked these questions. I used to love these questions. Rainier, I'm picking on you less now than last time, but Rainier and I worked together at Zoom. We used ServiceNow, actually it worked great, great tool for questions. But I thought back of my time with Rainier and thought, which questions were we asked again? Why did my ESPP contributions go up? Because your gross pay went up, you idiot. You've signed for the policy. Who reads the policy? No one reads the policy. Yes, commissions are also a base for ESPP. So if you get higher commissions, your ESPP goes up. 
ESPP employee share purchase plan for those who don't know. Or can you please process this bonus? I know it's after cutoff, but I already promised the bonus to this new hire. What are you gonna do? You're probably gonna say yes, right? Because that's in the nature of the payroll beast. You'll probably say yes. So Fred also says, yes, this one I love the most whenever there is a vesting event for an RSU. They say, why have you texted me twice? Because E-Trade already took money out of my account. You've signed the policy. So again, of course, you, you explain the questions. Um, this one, actually, Rainier, this is the last time I mention you, Rainier. Uh, we actually got this question. There was a new person hired in Norway. We had a one person or two person payroll. This person comes in. Yeah, I read you pay monthly, but I want to be paid bi-monthly. Please get it done. No, that's where I draw the line. No, we pay you monthly. No, the recruiter told you you were paid monthly. You're not going to be paid more frequently. Maybe they want earned wage access, but that was later down the line. Um, this one and the last one uh, around this for Fred is why, when do you pay the accrued payroll taxes? Who works with your accounting team? There's accrued payroll taxes. The payroll providers have done it greatly, but you pay the next month. Like I've explained to you like really in different languages with Google Translate many times that we accrue for it this month, we pay it next month. Ah, okay, do one more because I love stock. Fred also loves stock because he gets a question. He says, there was a sale to cover done and I'm trying to reconcile it with my account, but it doesn't reconcile. I said, no, you're reconciling the UK. The UK is in GBP. The sale to cover is in US dollar. Oh, so I need to convert it. Yes, you need to convert it. So Fred is done by now, but he remembers Mary. Where's the payslip? Ah, uh, he still didn't get it. He refreshed his inbox. Yes, he rebooted. There is no payslip. So he calls up Peter. Peter, did you send the payslip? Yeah, I sent it straight away. Let me look at my email. I'm not sure. He said, okay, look at your email. Oh no. Why do you say, oh no, Peter? I sent it to the wrong Fred. Sorry. I sent it to the wrong Fred, also the password, because I replied on the same email with the password. You did what? You sent it to the wrong Fred? Verdammt! Quick notes, she didn't want me to say it, but she was a singer. So um, she can be hired as well, with payroll and a singer. There you go. So as you can imagine, Fred is very, very unhappy. So Fred now needs to report a data breach. Who has ever reported a data breach? Nobody. Oh, actually, people say it these days. Okay, great. All right. I've also been in a prior role where they held our payroll provider hostage with ransomware. Also a great situation to be in, by the way. Actual real-life story. Not with Pesar, of course, not, not, not that happens with Pesar. It was a different payroll provider, an aggregator. 
So, of course, now he does get the payslip over the email and he sends the payslip over to Mary. And you've gotten to know Mary. Mary's very friendly, very calm, so she takes this very well, right? No issue at all. No, of course, Mary, who's very close to the CEO, sends a message to the CEO. My payslip is part of a data breach. Fix it. What does the CEO? The CEO sends a message to the CHRO saying, payroll reports up to you, right? Yeah. Mary's payslip is with another Fred. We don't have another Fred at our company. <laughs> so now the CHRO informs audit, legal, compliance, tax, IT, and all of those people. So Fred was pulling himself up again with Elton John. Well, he's being put down now with System of a Town. Great bet, by the way. So Fred is very, very unhappy because he's now being audited. And as you remember, he was breaking through his payroll paradigm. He was trying to change the world. But now the CEO knows that there's a little data breach because he didn't have SSO on his employee portal in Germany. He couldn't access the actual portal with a 404 error. And his IT team didn't allow anything to share with external people over Slack because that's also restricted. By the way, work for Zoom. With Zoom, that's possible. Great tool. Still advocating soon. Um, but now he is faced with a challenge to build a business case for his change while he's in the data breach. Now, I'm not great at building business cases, but I look at a wonderful person here, Pierre, who you have met because he's already presented something. So Pierre will now help Fred because Fred has given me a ring over WhatsApp saying we need help, my team and I, with our business case. So let me hand it over to Pierre. Thank you. No, poor Fred. I mean, he is really stuck himself in a situation there. So at this point in the event, obviously, we got everyone involved in um, helping prepare a business case um, to get to get approved. So I want to ask you, Max, since you were there on the day, you saw the interactive session that we did. You know, tell our listeners, what are the best practices, the best tips that you can give if people are in the situation of, of Fred, which I'm sure many of them have been in some way or another, as lots of people said, how uh, how relatable he was. So please share with us, what would be yeah. your top tips? Thanks, Angelique. And I'm still buzzing a little bit from the uh, events. And indeed, people were saying how relatable Fred was, which also means that a lot of the global payroll managers and, and payroll practitioners have been in the data breach before, because that's what happened. To Fred, poor old Peter sent the pay slip to the wrong email address. While Fred was already building his case for change internally, aligning all the stakeholders to make sure he secured budget to get his new way of doing payroll approved. Now, challenging the status quo. Exactly, challenging the status quo. A great band, by the way, status quo. Um, a little bit old, but nice. Anyways, so we then uh, went into the interactive session, which was led by uh, our good friend Pierre Then, who now, by the way, started his own uh, company, Payroll Flow. So do look uh, for uh, www.payrollflow.nl to go and find Pierre. And Pierre shared with us and with Fred uh, five key tips to developing a winning business case, because everybody wants to have a winning business case and budget approved. So his first tip uh, was to start with the why, to clearly define the problem or the opportunity. So meaning what are the current gaps or the relevant issues and what could be the value and the benefits the project would bring to the business. 
Now, the second tip would be to know your audience. So you should tailor the messaging and your business case to whoever makes the decision, which could be your CHRO or your CFO or someone from legal or perhaps even business leaders. So make sure the actual priorities of your first step, the why, align with your audience because they will be the ones actually approving uh, your business case. So it could be that only one point is especially relevant for them, while point two, three, four might help you but won't win you the business case. And then the third would be to be very realistic. And of course, especially in this day and age, very data driven. So you should kind of substantiate your case uh, with evidence and actual uh, examples. Now, sometimes that can be difficult because you, you typically have either material benefits or like soft benefits, material benefits um, uh, leading to hard dollar savings, whereas uh, soft uh, elements would be like risk mitigation, or uh, making sure there's a better employee experience, which all, mm. all are great as well. But if you can actually save costs, right, with a, with yeah. a return on investment is typically what people would it's, like to prove. Yeah, easy to, easy, easier to win a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you say, I want to spend it here, but I'll save it there, and it, it benefits the P&L, then you know, who can't say no? Um, which brings us to the, the fourth uh, um, tip, or hints, what do you say, tip, uh, to be prepared for objections. Because up to now, we were in a happy flow, or as Pierre would say, a payroll flow. Um, and you should anticipate uh, any uh, concerns head on. And I like to link this to one of my other passions, Stoic philosophies. It's called uh, premeditatio moralis, which means you should start today with all the things that could go wrong, or all the SHIT that could be thrown your way, and then you can already... Mm-hmm envision how you would deal with it. Like I could wake up, oh. I could go into the shower, but there's no hot water. What would I do? Mm. I go downstairs and I bump my toe into the door. I, I, mm. I think I'm going to bring the kids to school. Everybody's very happy, but both of them are crying and screaming and fighting with each other. What would you do? Right. So it kind of is the same thing with a business case. So make sure you're prepared for any question. Like, what if you would be on the other end of the spectrum? What would you do and shoot holes in the business case? And the best thing, the personal tip I would do is ask a peer who you trust, who's not a decision maker, present the business case and ask them to be very nasty. Ask them to be that one in the room you would actually want to avoid. But that's the person that your friend should impersonate and just interrogate you. Because it will only make the business case better. Now, once you're there, the fifth tip, of course, create an executive summary. And especially for payroll professionals, it's the fear of of missing out details, letting out details. It is really important because, trust me, we we, we really like details, but the ones who are making the decisions, they're not so interested in all Mm. the details. Stick them into an appendix, make sure you have it all substantiated, but an executive summary should... Always be one or two slides. Uh, that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. So with doing this and following these five tips, pretty sure you will uh, have a convincing business case. And I think we also had five groups in the events uh, doing a business yes. case. And you were there as well, Angelique. So how do you think exactly. that went? Well, it was actually very impressive because after we, you know, Pierre explained this this business case task, we actually only give, gave the, the guests 10 minutes to come together with their if their business case, if I remember correctly. And it was very impressive because like the payroll pros that they are, that all the teams managed to, um, you know, complete the, the task, including 
being specific about who was the decision maker on their particular task and how that would affect. Also to talk about what objections they might have to handle. Um, and they, I loved seeing everyone's uh, contributions, actually, all, all of the five. And actually, some of the clips of that is going to be in our Amsterdam event highlight video yeah. on the Paysar LinkedIn. So you can see some of those clips of this of this interactive activity. And it was actually really good fun. Everyone enjoyed it. I definitely, I definitely did. I definitely learned a lot from all the different perspectives of how, you know, different payroll professionals would address um, the same issue and different ones. So that was really interesting to see. Great. And I think there's also some other exciting news um, that's related to this is that if you are also in a similar situation where you know that you um, need to improve how you might be able to get that budget for your business case, get it approved, we can actually help with that because on the 7th of March, we have a webinar coming up actually that Max and Pierre are going to be hosting and you can sign up now. It's live on our LinkedIn head over it's free you can sign up and then you can also be getting your business cases approved soon so very exciting all round exactly well the work we're doing for the global payroll industry Angelique I love it it's a great uh, forum to be here and you're elegantly guiding us to elevate the profession so thank you thank you Max well I think this has been a great very different special episode so goodbye from us and from Fred of course and see you guys in the next episode. Thanks. See you next time. Thanks, Angelique. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye.